<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. From Vanderpump Rules to motherhood and everywhere in between, it's time to catch up with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Shenanigans. We're doing another solo Sheena Spills episode sponsored solely by Maiden Form. So thank you to Maiden Form for sponsoring this episode. I'm going to do a little unboxing towards the middle of this episode and show you guys all of the new goodies I got and what I'm actually wearing under this hoodie. So you all sent in a lot of questions, and I'm going to get through as many of these as I can, I'm just glancing through them now. And usually the questions sent through are heavily balanced towards drama, gossip, scandal, you know, poorly behaved men in my orbit. But today I saw more responses than ever about my mental health journey and asking how I'm doing, wanting more information on postpartum OCD. I have seen my DMs just flooded with so many women reaching out to me about that. And that means more to me than you will ever know. This is why I like to talk about these things on this podcast when I'm given the opportunity on the show. Because I feel like for myself personally, it took me a really long time to be comfortable opening up to my therapist about this. It was this internal struggle where I'm like, am I crazy? What's wrong with you? How do I even put this into words without sounding like I'm crazy? But knowing that a therapist, a psychiatrist, you know, a friend or family member who you really trust is a safe place, I finally opened up about it. And from that work that I've done privately, from the EMDR therapy that I've done over the past year, I finally felt comfortable to open up about it publicly. And I'm so glad that I did because the response has been just really positive and amazing. And that is the beauty of doing 
reality TV and having this platform here with Dear Media on my podcast is being able to share more of my story. And just so you guys know that you're not alone, that we all go through it too. Some of us in front of millions, some of you struggle, you know, at home privately. And I just want you to know that there are resources. There are people out there who can help you. And to anyone who does struggle with this, I'm so sorry because it's not easy. But just knowing that my story is resonating with so many of you has been the best gift to me going into this new year. And I have good days. I have bad days. But the community of support that you all have provided me with your positive comments on YouTube, on this podcast, in my DMs, on my posts, just everything that I've been hearing helps me navigate the challenging moments. So for that, I just wanted to say thank you. And we will be getting into more of that this episode. But I just highly recommend anyone who is feeling this way just to reach out to someone, especially a professional who can help getting on the right supplements and everything that I have tried. It was all a trial and error over the past year has made me feel so much stronger mentally. I feel stronger and more confident in who I am as a mom. I am so much more comfortable opening up about this publicly and yeah, much more of that to come. But I just wanted to say thank you for all of your kind words. And um, yeah, we'll get into that a little more later because I think I need to warm up a bit. It was a weekend. We were in Vegas for Super Bowl. We're not planning to go to the Super Bowl. And then last minute ended up getting tickets to the Super Bowl. And it was so much fun. Not a lot of sleep, but we had the best time ever. I'm still just recovering and you know, regaining those brain cells. But I got to say Vegas, Super Bowl, like that's just where it should be every year. I've been to Miami for Super Bowl, Atlanta, Scottsdale or Phoenix, whichever one it's in. And this was pretty epic. I mean, BravoCon, Vegas, Super Bowl, so much fun. So many amazing events. I saw Post Malone not once, but twice. I saw Dr. Dre and Snoop, the halftime show that Usher did. I mean, it was incredible. I played in a pickleball tournament with Lance Bass and Sweetie. And although we came in runner up, not bitter. It's okay. I didn't win the pickleball trophy. But you know what I did win is the Signal Award sitting right here. It just came in today. She is good as gold. This one is the Listener's Choice Award. Thanks to all of you for voting. This is the biggest honor. That is all thanks to you guys. Super Bowl questions. What was your favorite part of the Super Bowl and who were you rooting for? So I am a Chargers fan, as we all know. And Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are always the leaders in our division. However, when I'm not rooting for the Chargers, I do root for Mahomes because I think he is just incredible. And so I was going for the Chiefs. There was a moment where we didn't know if they were going to pull through and then boom, overtime and they won. 
so much fun. I ran into, I think everyone I knew who was going to be at the game was somehow in my section. I ran into Scott Hansen, who we spoke about this podcast, and he is the voice of the NFL. He is going to be doing the new intro on Shenanigans, so we are going to set that up soon and just do a little revamp to the intro outro here on the podcast. I feel like it's been the same for a really long time. And as a football fan, how cool would it be to have the voice of the NFL introducing welcome to shenanigans. So that was really cool. Ran into him, ran into all the D'Amelios. I ran into a high school friend. Brock ran into a high school friend. I ran into my girl, Madison. I ran into my lawyer, Nima, and his wife. Like, It was so crazy how many people were at the game and right in this small section. But my favorite part, other than running into so many people, because that was just so fun and unexpected. Oh my gosh, Leon Bridges was sitting right in front of us. And he is our wedding song. Beyond has been a song that's been in Brock and I's relationship from the beginning. There was even a music festival called Intersect in Vegas where the only person I really wanted to see and the song I wanted to see more than anything else was Leon Bridges and beyond. And we got to the festival a little late that day, no fault of mine. So of course I blamed the people who made us late. And right as we're getting there was the very end of that song. And I was so upset and I'm like, Brock, you owe me a Leon Bridges concert. And it's been a part of our relationship the whole time. So How crazy that we're sitting at Super Bowl. He is right in front of us. And Brock is like, I'm going to go and comment on his page. Like, we're right here. How do we not say hi? So Brock comments instantly. We're watching Leon Bridges. Go like the comment. Go on Brock's page. Scroll on Brock's page. Then I comment. He goes on my page. He's scrolling on my page. And I'm like, honey, we got to say something. He's literally looking at our Instagrams right now as we're sitting behind him. But I don't want to be like a weird creeper where I'm like, hi, I'm sitting right behind you. So we got up to go to the bathroom. When we came back, Brock was like, hey, man, can I get you a drink? We go we buy him a couple beers. I told him that his song was our wedding song. Can't wait to see him at Stagecoach. And he was so sweet. And that was just such an unexpected moment. So other than Usher's incredible halftime performance, I got to say, meeting Leon Bridges, that was kind of full circle for Brock and I out of all of the seats in that entire stadium and watching him just click on our profiles. I was like, what is happening right now? So that was pretty epic. And then, oh, get this. After that, when we were at the Dr. Dre and Snoop party, Brock runs into him again and then gets a photo and was like, hey, I look a little different now, but I'm the guy who bought you a beer at the game. And he was so sweet. So for those of you watching on YouTube, I'll pop up that picture. But epic, epic weekend. Dr. Dre and Snoop, two legends. I mean, they've been working together for 30 years. It was the 30-year anniversary of Gin and Juice. And seeing them perform live together was incredible. I, I can't even describe it. It'll be on my vlog coming up soon. But that was the highlight of my entire weekend for sure. Jackie Joy wants to know if I wore the same hairstyle all weekend. No. Actually, the first day I just had air dried hair that I was too lazy to even style. So I didn't even fix my hair the first day. Second day I had Marine do half up, half down. And then the third day I was too lazy to wash my hair and I had so much product in it that we did half up, half down again, but we added braids on each side. So it was 
a little different. What was the craziest moment at the Super Bowl? There were two streakers. I don't know if we saw this on television, but there were two streakers who I'm like, was it worth it? You just got yourselves arrested. But that was pretty crazy and unexpected. I saw your post playing pickleball with Lance Bass and Sweetie. When did you start playing and should I start? So everyone who played in the tournament had either only had one lesson before or never played in their life. So it was very evenly matched with the competition, which was great. I only took one lesson a couple weeks ago with Brock. Had so much fun. I feel like this is something that we want to do more. We were talking to Lance and his husband, Michael, about getting together and playing some more pickleball. From what my brain doctor, Dr. Amon, told me is people who play paddle sports live longer. That is literally one of the things he recommended Brock to do. So we're going to start playing some more pickleball. We have these really cool custom paddles now. And yes, you should absolutely start playing because it's good for the brain. All right, moving on from Super Bowl, I got a lot of questions also around just some VPR stuff per usual. And so I'm going to answer a few of those. And then there was a lot of James and Allie stuff that came in, health, family, friends, all of that. So let's just get into it. Do you ever wish that you never did reality TV and were just a normal person? So actually, I do feel like I am a normal person. I just live my life in front of millions. But no, I would have regretted not doing Vanderpump Rules because I almost didn't do it. I know I've talked about that before, just with having a broadcast journalism background and doing acting. Reality TV was something I was very hesitant to do. But I am so thankful that I got this opportunity and that I did say yes, because like I was saying earlier, being able to share my story and open up about things that I know so many people struggle with silently has been the biggest blessing in this job. And just being able to help people and let them know that they are not alone is the best part of reality TV for me. So I have zero regrets and I'm very happy doing this. And I hope I get to do this for many, many years to come. How do you decompress after an emotional day of filming? Now, just summer moon cuddles and hugs and just hanging out with her is the best medicine. Honestly, that just snaps me out of any bad mood. Her saying, mommy, I miss you and running up to me when I walk in the door. It's like nothing else even matters. Do you have a comfort VPR episode you can rewatch over and over? No, I do not watch anything back once it's aired and I've lived that season I don't really go back and watch it I would say maybe right now the wedding to be able to go back and watch that and see Summer just walking down the aisle all little and whatnot would probably be one but nothing else really comes to mind that would give me comfort maybe comfort in knowing I've made the right decisions and moving on from some people but yeah have you seen an improvement in people's behavior from the start of the show to now? An improvement in some and then some ego in others. I think that doing reality TV, you know, for this long, it changes you some for the better and some for the worse. And I think that that's just a part of all of this. I think it's 
hard to just be the same person we started out. You know, we're in our 20s working at a restaurant broke. Now we own homes. We have new relationships and children. And I think that a lot of us have grown. And I think some people still need to. A former VPR editor had once claimed they gave Stassi Bo a hero edit. Who do you think gets that now? Ooh, stay tuned and we shall see. I think, honestly, with Jeremiah being our showrunner now, I think everyone's given a much more fair edit. And I think more stories are told evenly. So I don't know that anyone's really getting that, but... This the season. The the season is young. We shall see. I understood what you were saying about being able to forgive Rachel for the affair, but not the TRO. However, it seems that most took it out of context. Can you elaborate further here for the people who don't understand? I'm glad this question came in because I did explain this somewhere on Instagram in a comment. What I meant was if the worst thing that Raquel did was fall in love with her best friend in her head. She was in love with her best friend. It was this thing where it was like, I could never be with him. You know, he's obviously in a happy relationship, but she was just so drawn to Tom and was in love with him in her own head. Not had a seven month affair, not did everything that she did. If that was the worst thing that she did, and then, you know, Tom and Ariana broke up in an amicable, respectful way, and the affair never happened, but the TRO did. Like, that was what I meant, that I would be able to get over her falling in love with someone. It was the other actions, obviously the affair and then the TRO. So that, no, that changes everything. That put everything to a different level. But I didn't mean that it was okay what she did. I just want to clear that up. This week, we saw your conversation with Sandoval in the Sir Alley, which had been captured by fans during filming and at TMZ. And you can even see the TMZ person in the alley. What is it like when fans and media speculate about something they see while you're filming without the full context of what is actually happening? Is that frustrating? That was something this season that was extremely frustrating, and we've never really dealt with that on our show before. There were so many spoilers constantly. Every week when we're filming somewhere, it was like, oh, I saw Sheena hug Schwartz and then I saw Sheena talking to Sandoval and then Sheena took a photo with Sandoval and then Sheena was with Lala here. And it was just like, everything was getting out. There were videos of the finale. I think there were even Instagram lives going on at the finale. So it was frustrating because there have been so many stories that we're following in our lives over the past summer that are going to take, you know, several weeks to tell. And for little snippets to get out here and there, I think so much has been taken out of context. I think you're now going to see the reasons of why this person got a hug, why this person was in a photo, why this person had lunch with this person. And I'm hoping by the end of the season, it all makes sense. But that was something new to navigate for all of us this year. And wasn't easy, but I think we made a really great show this season and I'm excited for everyone to be able to see it. And I guess on the other side, the good thing about some spoilers are it does give people something to look forward to. It's frustrating when it's taken out of context, but it also gives people even more of a reason to watch where it's like, why was she hugging him? Why did she do this? And it's like, well, 
as much as I need to just say, you know, stay tuned, I think it gives people something to stay tuned in for. Does that make sense? All right. Well, we are going to take a quick little break and do some unboxing. I'm going to take my hoodie off and show you what is under this. Thanks to Maiden Form. Be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Get a taste of M, a hot new collection of craveable intimates from Maiden Form, a brand with a whole lot of history. They've been around since the very first bras, and now they're bringing you a new kind of classic, the chicest basics you've ever seen. I love when you can wear something under that's comfortable, but if you get hot, you can take it off. I did this a lot when I was wearing nursing bras. I doubled them as crop tops, but this M seamless crop tank wireless bra is so comfortable. It has padding in it. I could honestly sleep in this, but it's super comfortable to dress up or dress down. You could do this with jeans and heels, or you could just wear it as a bra under your hoodie like I did. I also want to point out just that all of the fabrics are super soft, very just like buttery feeling, yummy colors. I'm obsessed. I also got these M string bikini undies. And what I love is they have adjustable sides so they don't tug on my hips and I can loosen them up because I'm a little hippie, especially after having a kid, my hips expanded a little bit. So being able to adjust these is something I've never seen before. The lace is chic, but they're also soft and comfortable and they come in blush. I'm telling you, everything, all of the colors I'm obsessed. They have body shapewear. I'm really excited to try to. And when you can wear your underwear as outerwear, I mean, sign me up. So I can do it. You can do it too with Maiden Form. Visit maidenform.com and use code Sheena20 at checkout for 20% off your first purchase. That's M A I D E N F O R M.com and use code Sheena20 for 20% off your first order. Okay, so after Ali was on my podcast last week, I've seen a lot of comments and questions that have come in surrounding some things that we talked about. One being, 
Raquel has hinted that James was abusive towards her. Did she ever confide this in you? And is this the reason for their breakup? So I actually had asked Raquel point blank about this multiple times because as we've all seen on Vanderpump Rules, when James used to drink, he did have a lot of rage and anger and verbally wasn't always the nicest. So I knew about the verbal abuse, obviously, that was also captured on the show. That's no secret. But I was like, has it ever gone further? And she swore to me multiple times, never, never, never. I do know the real reason why they broke up. She confided in me about something that happened right before they broke up. But that is not my story to tell. I can only imagine with her having a podcast now, she's going to eventually share that story. But that is not my story to tell here. What are your thoughts about Teddy's accusations against James? And do you believe, Allie, that James didn't physically abuse her? First of all, I do want to say I'm proud of Allie for coming on to discuss this last week. I know that was difficult. Allie and I have wanted to do a podcast for a while now and just getting schedules to sync up was kind of a challenge. But I wanted to get her on to talk about astrology. And it just happened that finally, when we were able to get together, this had just come out. And I'm like, look, I don't think we can sit here and do a podcast and not address it. And part of me thought she might back out and not do the podcast, but she said, no, let's talk about it. I want to share my side of what happened in the car that night. So I know that that was difficult for her and I commend her for sitting here and doing that it was her first podcast ever. And I did ask some tough questions because I know that you guys wanted the answers to that. But I do believe Allie. I obviously wasn't in the car with them that night. I wasn't at the event or the after party. So I think it can be true that Ali wasn't the victim of physical violence in that instance. But it can also be true that Teddy and Tamara had witnessed, you know, that old rage, crazy behavior from James that didn't sit well with them. Maybe the way he lunged to like grab her phone or something they thought was a little too aggressive or whatever they had said happened. But I genuinely think that if someone had been in physical danger and if they witnessed something that bad, I would hope that authorities or someone would have been alerted, not just like, let's get out of the car and then go to a party at TomTom. That seems weird to me. But yeah, I know that when I spoke to Teddy, she didn't want to talk about the details of what happened that night from her point of view. So I think both can be true. I think that nothing could have physically happened to Allie, but it was something enough to make Teddy and Tamara very shaken up in that car. So yeah, to just wrap that up, I just want to say that Allie sharing her truth doesn't like negate or void anyone else's experience or truth. I just think that, you know, there's... There's four sides to the story that night. And then I guess there's the driver too, but he should have been paying attention to the road. So, okay. And then also sticking with the Raquel side of it, a lot of people have asked what my thoughts are on her podcast, which I can't really comment on it as I haven't listened to an episode. I've heard clips. I've seen some TikToks. People have sent me stuff. I've read some of the transcripts and whatnot. 
Someone did mention recently, I think she had like a mental health professional on or maybe her therapist and they were addressing the topic of love bombing. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that experience in a relationship. I also think if that's the direction she's moving towards with her podcast and platform, that could be helpful for a lot of people. I think for the longevity of a podcast for her, it needs to just not be VPR recaps. And, you know, obviously she's entitled to share her side of the story. And this is the platform she has now since she decided to not come back to the show. But I do think bringing people on like, a mental health expert, a therapist and whatnot, I feel like that could be really educational and just give some more insight that could also ultimately help people because that's what I like to do. And I actually was just speaking to a woman who's based in New York. And when I'm out there next time, I do want to do an episode with her and sit down and talk about all things OCD. And I feel like that will be an episode that a lot of people have been asking for. So Also, stay tuned for that. And speaking on mental health, Annie Magnus wrote in and said, mental health check-in, how are you? And I got a lot of questions about this. So let's get into it. I feel like I've been doing so much better. I genuinely feel like this program I'm on with Dr. Amen has helped me so much that I'm not on an SSRI right now, which there is nothing against those. I recommend whatever can help you, I think you should do. When I was on the Zoloft, I felt like it was helping me immediately to the point where I didn't know if it was a placebo effect. I didn't know if it was because I stopped smoking weed. If it was, you know, I didn't, and not that I drink that much, but I didn't have a drink at all for like five, six weeks. And so I kind of wanted to do a trial and error. I wanted to try microdosing, as people had said. There were just so many benefits about that, and it was more natural. And then I wanted to get this brain scan and talk to Dr. Amen. And so I feel like where I'm at right now is I'm in a very strong mental space. I'm not crying every day. My intrusive thoughts have been a lot less. And I saw that was another question that came in just asking what has majorly impacted your growth on battling intrusive thoughts. And trying to just tell myself that these thoughts aren't real, not manifesting those things and just really trying to focus on the positives, living in the moment, but also looking into the future and not looking into it in a dark, what if I'm not here one day sort of way. So I'm getting better with that each day. I think the EMDR therapy I've done with my therapist has really helped. The last couple of sessions we did, we focused a lot around the pregnancy loss, the traumatic birth, and just everything that I went through last year. We've also done sessions where I've gone back to my childhood and I'm going to continue that therapy because that has been incredible. I mean, it literally reprocesses your brain. And I just couldn't believe how I felt going into the session and coming out of it. So that is something I highly recommend if you are struggling with any sort of traumatic 
experiences that are affecting your mental health still, EMDR therapy is incredible. So yeah, that would be something that I definitely recommend that has helped me so much. You seem to get a lot of unfair criticism. How do you cope with that? At times it can be frustrating because I do feel like I'm misunderstood. I feel like unless you listen to the podcast regularly, you're not always getting the full story of my life and everything I'm going through. I think when you're on a show with an ensemble cast, you know there's only so many minutes and you can only get so many sides. So I try to just remind myself of that, that people are judging me based on an edit. It's not every single thing. And I think by just continuing to share my story and knowing that I'm helping people is how I cope with that. And all of the positive comments really get me through. And I'm trying to be better about focusing on the positives and not the one negative because it used to be that one negative would stand out even if there's 20 positive. I would have to respond to the negative. And I'm like, sometimes I still will because I like to have funny clapbacks occasionally. But it's so important to acknowledge the positive people who are telling me that I'm making a difference and an impact. And that is what helps me cope. So thank you to all of you for that. And I'm going to just continue to try and focus on the positives. And, you know, I feel like people are always going to judge. Everyone's not always going to like me. And that's okay. Because as long as I like me at the end of the day, and I'm confident in the decisions I'm making and who I am as a mom, a wife, a friend, a daughter and everything, then I'm doing the best I can, you know? Have you ever considered getting out of the public eye due to your anxiety? No, because my dream has always been to be in the public eye. Although it's funny because my dream was to be more of like a TV news host, to be an actress, to be more of a person who tells a story. And now it's like I am the story and I am the news. So it's funny how I thought my life would go one way, but it's gone a different way. But now I am just so thankful and so blessed to be able to share my story with all of you. And being in front of reality TV cameras does provide me with this amazing life. It gives me this platform. But looking into the future, I do hope for more opportunities where I can fulfill those dreams that I went to school for, studied broadcast journalism and, you know, telling other people's stories. Maybe I get into producing. There are so many things I still want to do. I have so many career bucket list items I have not checked off yet. So uh, this is just, you know, what I'm doing right now. And I hope to also do this for a very long time. But there are so many other things I want to do in the public eye. And the public eye is not what gives me anxiety. I think that my anxiety I was born with. I was an anxious kid. I always had to get straight A's. And I think there are also a lot of things that through therapy, through EMDR therapy, through going back into my childhood, watching old home movies, I'm realizing more why I am the way I am. And I want to just continue sharing that story more as I am on this mental health journey because I think it's important to 
just be open about all of that. I didn't sign up to be a public figure on a reality show to not share my whole life. And I think being an open book is very important. And it just gives people more of an overall understanding of me. Because like I said, I do feel like I'm often misunderstood. So yeah. And kind of along the same lines with, you know, just being happy and confident in who I am. I got some questions about how do I manage being a mom and a wife? How did I know I was ready for a baby? Being a mom and a wife, especially a working mom, has its challenges. I'm so thankful that I have such an amazing and supportive husband who has such a flexible schedule and is able to be home when I'm not home because I think it's so important for her to be with one of us as much as possible. We do have an amazing nanny who is actually a teacher. She's not even really a nanny, but when we need her as a nanny, she comes over and helps us. We have my mom. We are very fortunate, but being a working mom is tough. I remember when I had Whitney Rose on my podcast and I got a little emotional about that because I'm like, I am sometimes away a lot, but then I'm also home a lot. And because I'm always posting out and I'm at events and stuff, it's like I'm still home the other times. And although I may not always post that, sometimes I'm not posting it because I'm just off my phone in the moment hanging out with my daughter. So as much as you may see that I'm out and about more on Instagram, it's because when I'm not, I just don't want to be on my phone. And I'm also not always posting in real time because I notice when I do that, people come find me. And um, as a safety thing, I am trying to be better about that. But um, I didn't even know I was ready for a baby. I didn't know I could get pregnant. I just had a psychic reading one day and she told me if I wanted a baby today, I could have one. And I thought, yeah, you know, I have frozen eggs. Sure, if I wanted to go have a baby today, you know, I could. But then I realized, wait, you didn't get a period. Wait, you were a little nauseous this weekend. Wait, could you be pregnant? And I was. And we all know how that didn't progress. But I felt like the soul of that baby let me know that I was ready for a baby. And as hard as it was to go through that experience, I think it made me ready very quickly. And I knew it was something that I always wanted. It was not an easy road to get there. I froze my eggs twice. And I think something in that woke up my body. And then having to unfortunately have a DNC procedure for the miscarriage woke something else up in my body. And that's because Summer Moon was supposed to come into this world. So speaking of her, Amber J. Sandoval wants to know if I feel like I exposed Summer to too much on social media and the show. And, you know, I feel like that's personal opinion. I think some people, you know, I see the comments, they're like, keep your daughter off social media, this, that, and the other. But you know what? I didn't sign up to live a private life. And I can only hope that one day when she gets a little older, she enjoys being in front of the camera and the choices that 
Brock and I have made because, I mean, this kid has had a camera in her face since she literally came out. I mean, we filmed the entire birth. So I think she enjoys it. I mean, she sees the camera. She gets excited. If she's not in the mood, she'll be like, Mommy, I don't want to be on camera. And then we put the phone away. So if there's ever a day where she says, no more cameras in my face, then it's done. It wouldn't even be a question. But for now, she has fun when the big cameras come over to the house and she turns it on and she cheeses on cue. I mean, this kid is a little actress and I've been hesitant to get her in entertainment more because we do a lot on social media and with the show. But I feel like even at only almost three years old, she is smart enough to tell us when she wants and doesn't want something. So I'm just always going to listen to what she says and follow her direction because if you know me and you know her, she runs the show and I'm just living in her world. When you first started dating Brock, what was his reaction to you having your eggs frozen? He wasn't weirded out about it at all. I think that was something that kind of took pressure off him thinking, okay, I'm dating this woman who's five years older than me. You know, he has his two older kids. We all know that story. So I feel like telling him like, hey, just so you know, like I frozen my eggs and I'm not like trying to lock in a younger guy and get knocked up. I think that was something he was like, oh, awesome. Like we don't even have to worry about that. And then... I was very honest with him when I told him, you know, I'm getting off birth control because I'm getting ready to do a third round. This is something my doctor recommended just to have as many eggs as possible. And he was totally fine with that and supported that. But then after six months of not being on birth control, I got pregnant and yeah, didn't know that was possible, but best thing to ever happen to me. Okay, so enough of talking about things that are going to make me emotional because I think we've done that enough on this. So I'm going to wrap it up with just some other random questions that came in. And then I'm going to get back home to my baby because I miss her. It was a long weekend away. Okay. Shabana319 wants to know, is Kevin straight and single? Kevin is the guitarist in the 27s. You saw a little bit more of him on this week's episode. And you saw that Katie and him were going out on a date. So, yes, he's straight. And spoiler alert, it didn't work out with him and Katie. So, yes, he is single. Do you get annoyed by Lala being so dismissive about other people's feelings? I don't think she's dismissive. I think you're actually going to see a lot more of the softer side of Lala this year. And there's even a moment... At Sir, I don't know if anyone caught it in this week's episode where you can see her kind of wiping tears away. And we were talking about stuff before Tom walked in or whatever that made her emotional. And there were a lot of moments like that. You probably won't get to see everyone, but I think you're going to see a different side of her this season. How did you and Ariana meet? We met working together at Villablanca. She was bartending. I... Bartended sometimes with her. I was a server there as well. But yeah, that's how we met. Okay, what are your thoughts on Billy Lee saying you asked her to join you for a threesome? So I did see this video. I saw Sandoval say 
the the Mary fuck kill game. And I get it. We've played that game on this podcast too. comment about my OCD rude, but whatever. I'll deal with that later. Billy is saying that I approached her for a threesome is inaccurate. I did have a conversation with her at Gay Pride season six, and I had made a comment about my then boyfriend saying that if I ever wanted to have a threesome with him, he would like to have one with me and Billy. And I made that comment to her like, oh, just so you know, my boyfriend thinks you're hot and like said he wanted to have a threesome. And we both kind of laughed about it. And she was like, we're friends. That's weird. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You're like, I'm not down. I know how threesomes can get tricky if one person's getting a little more attention, especially if you're in a relationship with someone and they're paying more attention to the person who's not you. It's just something I did in my early 20s, something in my 30s in a relationship I was never going to do again. So I think she maybe took that conversation as that's how I was approaching her to have one. But no, my then boyfriend was interested in one, but her and I were not. So I just want to clear that up to anyone who is wondering. And uh, kind of going along with those early 20s, can you tell us more about your early LA days? That you're going to have to wait for a book. One day when I write a book, I plan to have a section about those early LA days. I'll need to find, you know, fun nicknames for certain people and ways to tell those stories, but that's for a book one day. Yeah, lots of stories there. <laughs> Favorite celebrity you've met in your life? Ooh, gosh, I've been fortunate to meet so many. I have to say my interaction with Lady Gaga and her commenting my first wedding dress was pretty iconic. Miley Cyrus, Oh my gosh, hung out with her a few times and that was so fun. She's just such a down-to-earth, cool chick. John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, incredible. Love them. There was one time I was so close to Elton John and that was like one fangirl moment. I remember I was at Craig's, but I couldn't say anything to him. I was like, don't bother him. It's Elton John, Sir Elton John. But just um, seeing him, that close was iconic. Do you miss anything about working at Sir? I, it's funny that you asked this because I was recently saying to someone, I do miss those early carefree days working at Sir. Just the, the camaraderie, the food. I miss the old food at Sir. I miss Villa Blanca. Obviously, now I love that I don't have to clock in and go work a serving shift, but I do miss it a little bit. And that's why I still go back there for dinner all of the time. I was at a dinner recently and I started just kind of bussing the tables and I'm like, you know, you worked at a restaurant when? But so many good years there. Guillermo and Natalie, Ken and Lisa, you know, just getting to work for them for so many years. It, it was fun. And yeah, RIP Villa Blanca. Miss Villablanca and Pump. Last question. Favorite moment of 2024 so far? You know, we've had a lot of good ones already and we're only in February. 
getting back to Australia, ringing in the new year with the family, going to the Emmys, being able to do Watch What Happens Live with my band, having summer in ballet class. I mean, it's been a great start to the year. There's some fun things I'm working on, and I can't wait to share more about that with all of you. But in the meantime, stay tuned for more music, more vlogs, more podcasts, more episodes of Vanderpump Rules. Give us some grace. It was the hardest season we've ever filmed. And I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I again want to thank Made in Form for sponsoring this podcast. Be sure to check out all of their stuff. We will be linking it in the description. I'm telling you, so comfortable. The fact that I can wear it under an outer five star. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Sheena Shea. Shea FK. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.